Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copybusta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepypodsta, the Creepypasta podcast. Hello, this is the show, and I'm the host of it, Jeff. You know me from having listened to 112 previous episodes. In addition to a couple bonus things, I'm not on all the bonus things. I believe one of them is Phil reading a spooky story. Another one might be Phil reading a different spooky story. Uh, there's a couple of me reading spooky stories. That's not really what this show's about normally, but we do have like five of them, and then a bunch on Patreon. Because I figured, uh, if people are gonna be like, they don't even read the stories, uh, then I would have that be bonus content for the show, and people would be, you know, willing to go give me money for it, but that has not uh, proven to be the case. I mean, I have a bunch of Patreon backers, but I would love to have more. Uh, I think what I have is 20 backers. I'm going to go to patreon.com right now, and I'm going to see, because I think it's 20 backers. Um, I would like to have 100 backers if you go to patreon.com slash jeffjk. Yes, currently, sorry, they're called patrons on Patreon. I have cur- I currently have 20 uh, patrons, and you too could have... No, you two cannot have 20 patrons. That's not what I'm trying to say. You two can be one of those patrons, and what you get is sometimes me reading uh, stories that we've covered on the show, and sometimes not doing that. For example, in December, um, one thing I did instead was I... Uh, this December, uh, last month, I guess, now, when you're hearing this, December's, um, Patreon rewards were me talking alone in my car, uh, about movies that I've seen. Because in 2017, I saw 33 movies, um, that were released in 2017. Most of them in theaters. Some of them rented later. Um, and one, maybe more than one, I think just one on Netflix, which was, uh, October's McGee, uh, teen horror movie, The Babysitter, which I thought was okay. It's like just okay. Oh, I saw, I went and saw Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle today, and I enjoyed it a great deal. I recommend it. Uh, maybe it's still in theaters when you're hearing this. Probably, because it just came out in December. Uh, that's a fun time at the movies, surprisingly. I thought it was going to be total garbage, but I liked it. I laughed out loud a couple times. Uh, I laughed, I cried, I had a great time. That's not true, I didn't cry. Uh, anyway, my December Patreon bonuses were, was one, me talking for an hour by myself about Star Wars The Last Jedi, and the other, me talking for about 40 minutes about The Shape of Water and I, Tanya. Um So you can hear, if you like the episodes we do of this show about movies, then that's a way to get more of that content, but also sort of less of that content, because the audio quality is worse, and also it's just me. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. This is the show where we talk about creepypastas, and we're talking about one that is on creepypasta.com. It's a nice short one. It comes from a friend of the show, Heather. Um who I think, uh, I hope that we will have on as a guest in the future. Um, something came up today and she wasn't able to, uh, record this pick, but 
Uh, as a fellow spooky person, I'm sure she has plenty of other stories to choose from. Uh, but this one, The Dark of the Deep, is going to be the full responsibility of my first guest returning from last week, uh, Garrett Taggart. Hello. Hello. And with him is also returning from last week, Hannah Burge. Hi. Uh, Garrett, whenever you would like, you can begin to recap for us the dark of the deep. Okay, sure. Yeah, this one is not super long. Um, it uh, tells the story of Dr. Hunter, um, who is basically on a research expedition. So uh, they are on the ship called Katiana, uh, and he is, has a little pod basically for going deep into the ocean to hunt down the elusive giant squid and, I guess, observe it in its natural habitat. Uh, they don't specify what Dr. Hunter's degree is in, but I'm assuming that he's some kind of marine biologist of some sort. Um, so he struggled to get funding for this expedition. It took a year and a half of preparations. Um, but with the assistance of uh, Captain Takahashi, who is another doctor of, I assume, uh, marine biology. Yes, it does say that he's in marine biology. With uh, Captain Takahashi, as well as with his PhD student, Tabitha, they were able to pull together this expedition and get it started. So it opens, the story opens with him in his little pod dropping down into the water, uh, and you can hear the uh i guess there's a number of people in the crew who are applauding as he sinks down under the radio in his little pod crackles uh and the captain asks him if everything's okay dr hunter replies yes everything's going good um and they're like great we hope to see you soon and hopefully there'll be some beers left so the pod begins to descend it gets deeper and deeper and then darker and darker the only light that Dr. Hunter is able to see is from the small flashing lights on his computer screen, as well as the camera. Uh, there's an infrared camera that's looking out into the water as he's descending. There is also, uh, it doesn't mention until later, but it is worth noting that there is a port window. I believe there's two port windows um, that he can look out directly into the water, but it's all darkness. So that's why he's mostly looking at the computer screen. Uh, at 2,000 meters, it is pretty much total darkness. There's no life being observed. Uh, he's just getting deeper and deeper. And a little beep reminds him to release this hatch that uh, lets out a cloud of uh, basically uh, bait for the giant squid. It's just ground up little squids. Um, and then at 2,800 meters, he stops and just sits alone in this utter darkness, waiting for a giant squid to eventually appear. Uh, he looks at his watch, realizes three hours have passed. Uh, he's surprised that so much time has passed because uh, he's super excited for this. Um, so he didn't notice that the time was flying by. Uh, he waits a little bit longer, and then he size disheartened because he's realizing that his oxygen supply is eventually going to run low and he's going to have to resurface and then this would have been a wasted effort. As he's thinking this though, uh, the radio uh, that the captain had previously talked to him through begins to quietly crackle. Uh, he speaks into his microphone, asks Captain Takahashi, are you there? Can you hear me? Um, there's no reply. 
So it's the very typical eerie, you're sitting in the darkness on an expedition and uh, you lose contact with your crew. The radio is crackling louder and louder until it's almost deafening. And then it just cuts out. And he sits there in total silence. Um, this is like really nerve wracking for him because losing contact with your crew, crew as you're 3000 meters below the surface. Um, if something had gone wrong, then, you know, that could mean he dies. Um, he, uh, is thinking about resurfacing when he looks at his camera and sees something, uh, swim out of view. Uh, he's not sure if his eyes are playing tricks on him or not. Um, looking out into the darkness, um, he looks out his little port window, doesn't see anything except for total darkness. There's like a really long paragraph of like him explaining how alone he is. Basically, it's almost like being in, in empty space. Um, and then looks, uh, scans his computer again, and then again, sees something, thinks that he saw something float by. Uh, eventually, um, uh, eventually he starts to freak out. Um, he starts to be, get like really alarmed and scared and starts to think about resurfacing and, uh, all of the lights in his little pod end up cutting out and he's totally alone in actual literal total darkness, which is very unnerving. He's like sweating and starting to freak out, pulls out his flashlight, is looking around his little pod. And then when he points it at the port window, um, he sees a hand, basically. It's gray and creepy looking and skeletal in nature, pressed against the glass. He lets out like a scream uh, and it lets go of the pod and... Uh, it swims away, whatever this creature was. Um, there was like a typical moment where he's like, uh, could, could it have been? No, I, my mind's just playing tricks on me type thing. It's uh, weird that he doesn't specify what he means by that. It almost yeah. seems like he's hinting that it, like, could it be something that I'm familiar with that you, the audience, doesn't know about? But no, I guess he just means, could it have been a human-ish hand? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what he was going with that. It was a very cliche uh, scientist thing. My mind's just playing tricks on me, of course. I mean, I think it's just a cliche creepypasta um, thing. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So, Doctor Hunter is freaking out uh, in this little pod at the bottom of the ocean. He just saw a hand. Uh, so he immediately wants to go to the surface, but his pod has shut down. So he turns on the uh, like emergency power, um, which thankfully starts up. Uh, here's the whirring of the engines and stuff like that. Uh, he, uh, he, there was like a mention that he had gotten so scared that he threw up all over himself uh, and onto the floor. Um, yeah, it was pretty yeah, yucky. Yeah, very gross. His eyes are like streaming tears, and uh, he like mentions the nausea again as he's like resurfacing because the smell is. He's stuck in a pod with his own vomit, so I imagine it did not smell great. Um, he's able to begin the ascent and uh, doesn't see any other hands or anything. Oh, uh, an important thing though that is mentioned is uh, as he's freaking out after seeing the hand, there is a knock, knock, knock on the door to the pod. Um. Uh, and so he's able to restart his pod and is able to head up to the surface without encountering another of them. Uh, it starts to get lighter and lighter, and then he's able to resurface and see that uh, see that the light of the actual sky, 
which is now cloudy. It was like beautiful and sunny before they started the expedition. He's talking in the microphone, trying to get a hold of his crew, and he's still not getting a response. Um, he's just glad that he's at the surface. But when he looks up at the deck, um, there's no like crowd of people to that are like there to see him, which was surprising because this was like a crazy expedition, and they all saw him off. And then apparently, like it, how it ends up ending is he's bobbing on the waves, and uh, he was expecting a welcoming sight, but didn't see it. Uh, but he could make out something crimson red running down the side of the pearly white hull of the Katiana. And that's when he heard it again. Knock, knock, knock on his uh, little pod. Yep, just like and, uh, just like last week's story. It ends with someone just, knocking on a window. And we chose these <laughs> totally independently. Very good. <laughs> uh, I just noticed this story was posted uh, December 26th, 2017. Wow. Um, so it was... Uh, actually posted after we started organizing this recording. <laughs> so it's like a it's like a fresh and brand new credit to O. C. Smith. Uh, that seems like a fake name, but you know maybe not. <laughs> I mean, C. Smith. I think is probably like uh, I get it. Water. Yeah, because it's uh, you know about the ocean. I was also looking for like some nods in here, like, oh, does Takahashi mean something? Does Katiana mean something? Nothing means anything. It's all just names. Yeah, and I've never seen Tabitha spelled like that. It's usually got an I in the middle of it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's like a t- taba- Tabatha. Yeah. That's, that's, a weird, a, that's an odd spelling. That Yeah, that definitely threw me off at first. I was like, Tabat- no, I guess that's supposed to be Tabitha. That's not how that's spelled. Yeah. Uh, he never puts a period after doctor. Yeah. He analyzes the H in PhD. Yeah, there's um, a lot of problems with that. Also- he. It's It might not be a boy who wrote this. It may perhaps be someone of a different gender, but um, I got the feeling uh, that the that the narrator was a a man, though. Which I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's sexist of me because he's a PhD scientist. uh, As someone getting nope, he made his final checks and took one last glance. All right, good. I'm safe for now. Um, But he makes this comment like, "Oh, I just want to be on the beach drinking beer with Tabitha," and I'm like, "Um, excuse me." That's your student. Tabitha's your student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of creepy. I guess that that probably hits especially hard with you being a grad student. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like the sometimes we'll have like outings, and our boss will like drink beer with us on an outing. But like the two of you alone on a beach is not okay. That's creepy. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I didn't really know what to make of this story i think again this is another one like last week where it's like kind of a good concept but just not well executed yeah yeah that's very it's definitely not well executed (laughs) um but i do like the idea of someone it's sort of got like a jurassic park feel of like we're this team of scientists and we're going to boldly go where no one has gone before i also fact checked Um, these depths and they are accurate for where the giant squid lives so someone did five minutes of research to figure that out (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just googled the depth and just to be like is that really that far down and in some places it's the ocean floor so yeah that's far down enough yeah and I was especially conscious of that because you guys read that story about the roller coaster re- recently where it was like they were a bajillion miles down into the core of the earth and I was like, mm, no. Yeah, it's, uh, I like also this idea that he's just, there's no reason for him to go there. Mm-hmm. Why would he, he doesn't, 
we have cameras. You can just send a camera down to get footage of the giant squid. But it sort of reeks of that, like, obsessive mad scientist on a quest. Uh, like, that. that's a common a common enough uh, trope in in fiction that, that it read correctly to me and sort of added a little depth to this character. Um, but I suspect that the author, it did not occur to them that... Uh, you know, they wouldn't actually do it this way in real life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get a read on when this story is supposed to take place, uh, because I think footage of the giant squid exists. Uh, I'm not positive about that, but maybe. Um, this is something we can find out. Um, uh, I'm not sure. We might have like some footage that was recent, but I know that we've never encountered a live specimen. Uh, but I don't know if that counts as if video is included there. Yeah, in the story, it specifies that he wanted to get like catch the giant squid in the wild. So I guess to like observe it. Um, there's a yeah. there's a video from 2013 of a giant squid swimming in the ocean depths. So oh, okay. Yeah, so I guess he wanted to be the first person to directly observe it rather than just getting video. Yeah, that's possible. Oh, it was the first time, the first images are even 2004. Oh, wow. So, like, this thing has been around for a while, but we didn't get any any of it. Um, people started observing it in, like, the 1850s, oh. and then we did, not, we did not get even a photograph of it until... Uh, until just 13 years ago and then like you said just like uh five-ish years ago we finally got the first uh video footage of it isn't this one of these like whales where like they would wash ashore like the carcasses would wash ashore and everyone would be like this is a sea monster we did it sea monsters are real yes the uh the giant squid is something that we would only find um dead yeah we're good at finding dead things (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, there's something called the colossal squid, which is even bigger. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Actually, it looks like the colossal. Oh, the colossal squid is the largest in terms of mass, but it looks like it's only about twice as long as a person. I thought the giant squid was like a bus size. My God! Yeah. Oh I... no! I see. The colossal squid has a maximum size of up to uh, forty to forty-six feet. Oh my God! That's so many feet. That's terrifying. See, who in their right mind would want to be trapped in a pod at the bottom of the ocean, observing one of those things? Upstairs? I mean, I think I would, Jeff. I, would, I think Jeff I would nailed it. All myself just from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder. I can't. Last week's story, we all immediately were, immediately were like, "I know what this story is actually about. It's not about a monster man clacking his teeth." This story doesn't feel like it's about another thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah this one sounds like I've gotten the vibe that this is just a very cliche science exploration thing gone wrong. Like yeah. in the, the space alien. Yeah, yeah. We don't get a lot of um, we don't get a lot of sci-fi here on the Creepy Podsta podcast um which like yeah we've covered some um but i guess it's just like it's less suited to the form first of all because you're not going to go on no sleep and be like i went to mars and a monster cut my head off with a sword (laughs) Uh, yeah and everyone will post in the comments like are you okay yeah exactly (laughs) every no sleep story has to be something that 
like the conceit is I'm posting this thing that happened on Reddit. Um, then that's the basic premise. Whereas this story could is, well, it's in the third person. Mm -hmm. It's about a thing that, you know, I guess you could like do be like, I'm Dr. Hunter and I tried to find the giant squid and here's what happened. Yeah. You could write that, but it's, uh, in general, a sci-fi story is going to, uh, not, and well, because most of them are going to be in space or in the ocean or uh, going through time portals or whatever. I get this feeling that, like, this author was either browsing YouTube or watching, like, the new season of Planet Earth or something and was like, oh man, the ocean is scary. I can write a scary story about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with how well they did do based on, um, like, it's very clear that they didn't even proofread it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed with it. Like, they probably ran it through a spell check, but that's it. Um, but I'm impressed with how well they did having put, uh, like, obviously not put very much work into it. I know that sounds weird to say. It's just like, you could tell by reading it that it's something that they just kind of crapped out in, like, an hour or something. Crappy pasta, am I right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. But it's like, pretty good considering that yeah it's that's like true fine to read yeah i mean it's no jeff the killer that's for sure yeah i was literally just about to say that <laughs> yeah we all have a standard like lowest possible bar for creepypasta and yeah that's the worst one but it's like sublimely bad someone yeah. put a lot of thought and effort into making sure that that story existed but they also clearly wrote it in one sitting <laughs> and they also pretty clearly were like 14 so <laughs> yeah uh yeah i just i don't really get much out of this story like i well i mean the thing is it's kind of spooky like oh yep this spooky hand moment is pretty good and then like oh it follows him up but i mean there's not a whole lot of continuity between those moments i feel like it's just like yeah. i'm scared I'm still scared going up now though yeah it just sort of concludes like he gets away but not really um and I guess the implication is that the monster has also attacked the people on the ship. Yeah, um, but how? How can it get from the surface and then down that quickly? Because it's a monster and it has superpowers. Duh. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think it, yeah, I feel like it was missing the the psychological component. Like the one that we read last week, there was a very evident psychological fear component to this. Whereas this one, I think, was just missing that. Where it's like. You're, yes, you're in the dark, and so it kind of was there, but like the real fear was, oh my god, I saw a hand of something that was trying to get in, and it's not the giant squid, so let me go to the surface now. Yeah, I felt like last um, week's story was written by someone who had genuinely experienced fear in their life, and I felt yeah. like this story was not. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, the, the thing I would have done differently is definitely not... Uh, confirmed yes there's a monster real that's real and it probably killed your friends and instead had um had dr hunter be down for a longer amount of time perhaps uh 
giving the pod some kind of low power mode where it turns the lights off and like regulates the oxygen to make sure he doesn't uh, run out too quick or some, I don't know, some excuse to leave him down there for an amount of time where he's like, I have no idea how long I've been down here. Um, yeah. If it had, to, if it had adopted like, like the movie gravity, like some elements yeah. of that where you might run out of air in this deep, dark space where you see nothing. Like there's no one is around there to help you. Like, if there was more of that, then it would have been a lot more spooky. But this was just kind of a, oh, no, I have emergency power. Now I'll just go right to the surface. Yeah. And I know exactly how long I've been down here. And I know exactly how <laughs> I'm very aware. I know, I know where my crew is. Yeah, I wanted him okay. to get back on the ship and tell these crazy stories about what he saw in the dark during his three hours down there and have them be like, we lost contact with you a day ago. Oh, and that would have been so good. on the cameras. Uh like that would have been a spooky twist to me yeah. like he just thought he was only down there for a little bit and saw a bunch of stuff but actually he saw nothing and was down there for a long time yeah yeah, yeah that would have been way cool how did you guys feel about the monster reveal the the hand on the window did did you guys like it or <laughs> well i mean it's That's a, so cliche it's a oh, pasta. Oh, was that was that what i thought it was oh no way no couldn't be and then, oh my god, yes, it is a hand. <laughs> yeah, I'm tired of all these goddamn Slendermans. I don't need any more of them. <laughs> yeah, it's a real like, Blair Witch. Not every monster needs to have pale, long, white fingers. Like, come on. <laughs> it reminds me a little bit of um, a story you guys talked about, uh, I think, a couple months ago now. I don't know, it all blends together, called The Crawl Space, where it was like, oh, yes. it's a spooky face, and it's a white, pale, spooky Slenderman, and, like, that's the only glimpse of it you get, and then you run away. It's like, it would almost... And I know, Jeff, your feelings on this. Uh, it would probably be better if you just didn't show the monster at all. Just, like, roll with the fact that we get it it's a monster trust us yep. yeah i think that in general you're better off not showing the monster or showing it very little um because we're so used to now elongated monster uh elongated humanoid monsters uh i don't know where it started um slender man is obviously the modern example um but the the alien from alien is also an elongated humanoid um, well, Slenderman is a million years old, and ruins of him were found in the desert, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. We know that uh, Slenderman was worshipped by ancient cultures as a god. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, it's just like, we've seen it before. Give me something else, please. Anything else. Even something that I've seen before, but less of. <laughs> yeah, like a underwater uh, Frankenstein or Wolfman. Yeah, like a guy made out of bugs or something. Come oh on. my god, that would have been really scary. <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> Wright. Like, a, a school of fish goes by and he swears he sees it like uh, shape itself into like a human skull shape. And then like the illusion goes away immediately. Oh Just yeah. Just be like something like unusual, something unique to the bottom of the sea. Mm -hmm. Not just yeah, like, I'm, I'm like uh, it. it's scary because there's uh the rake lives in the ocean now. Great. <laughs> yeah, and then his daughter wakes up at home and she says it was he he is the rake and then she's dead. <laughs> the end. Yeah, it's ugh. anyway, uh what's the spookiest part of this story for you, Garrett? Um hmm. <laughs> I yeah. guess uh, uh -oh. well I guess the crackling radio. That like even though it's a trope. Like, it's a creepy thing. Like, when it said that it crackled, I was like, oh, okay, like, it's just, like, of course, static, the normal 
cliche static you hear from a radio when you lose contact with someone, but yeah. the it getting the weird like technological malfunctions that are never explained. Like how is this monster affecting the electronics in your pod? Um, but yeah, I guess the cla- the crackling radio and then it goes dead silent and all the power turns off. Hannah, what about you? Your spookiest part? Uh. I mean, this is a real trope parade, so as scared as I can be by all these things I've seen a million times, um, I would say the the scariest part for me was probably the ending, the knocking, as we know from last week. I really like that. <laughs> or really don't like. <laughs> I mean, that was mine last week, and it's mine again, so the end where he says he heard it again at the surface, knock, 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 whoa. Uh, that's probably my scariest part. I was looking through here for my scary part, and I just want to apologize to the fictional Dr. Hunter. He doesn't say that he wants to go to hang out with Tabitha on the beach drinking beers. He just says that he wants to be back on dry land in the sunshine sharing a beer with Tabitha. And she was the person who offered him beers before he went into the pod. Mm, I'm so still a little may- skeeved. Maybe, maybe he's not a creep, but maybe he is. On dry land sharing a beer specifically with Tapatha, the dry land you would be on would be the beach. Why wouldn't so you right say away. why wouldn't you it say is. the crew? There's other yeah, people the up there. The crew. Yeah. 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 With Tapatha. The two PhD students on this podcast are skeezed by this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh I will never go to school again, so I don't have to worry about creeps like Dr. Hunter. Um He'll hunt you. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Uh, my spookiest part is when he thinks he sees the squid. Um, Dr. Hunter turned back to the screen feeling slightly unsettled. As he did so, he could have sworn he saw a shape move suddenly out of view. Um, he leaned closer, his heart pounding with excitement, scanning the darkness for anything of interest. Could this be it? The unsettled feeling in his stomach was gone, the crackling from the radio forgotten about. I thought that was pretty good, that he just, like, was looking at the screen, and then, like, out the window, um, and then, like, a shape in the darkness, and uh, it up, right up until, like, from the beginning of that paragraph up until, it looked like, no, it couldn't be. That, like, that part, I'm like, uh, no, stupid. But before, before that, where he's just, like, in the dark and he thinks he saw something finally, and you know it's not going to be a giant squid, um, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, before we get into our plugs, do we have any final thoughts on the story? I, this is a real podcast, am I right? <laughs> because uh, it's, it's in a pod. Because he's in a pod. That's true. I get it. <laughs> that's my, that's my final Garrett, thought. Garrett, <laughs> any final thoughts? Of not, uh, like, not like Hannah's final thought. <laughs> different from that. Um, I don't know. It's been done before. So, yeah. 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 Like you said, if there were if there were other things done to it, like like the him coming up and you've been gone for a day, how are you still alive? That would have been better ending. Yep, there's so much about these stories where it's like, uh, why, why did you do it this way, the obvious way, the boring way, instead of see, seeing a piece of media and being like, that gives me an idea for something totally new and different. And that's because doing all the authors of these stories are 14 and they haven't really seen any good media yet. Yeah, that could be it. I wouldn't want to see the things I was writing when I was <laughs> Me either. Uh, luckily, I can't remember them because I have a terrible memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Uh, Garrett, tell the people where they can find you if they would like to interact with you uh, on the internet. Um, I guess the only social media you could find me on is probably Instagram. So Garrett underscore the bull. Uh, that's Garrett with two R's, two T's. Um, yeah, that's my Instagram. <laughs> Hannah, how about you? Uh, you can uh, Twitter me if you want. Uh, oh boy, I never know what verb that is. Uh, I'll be your friends. Um, my Twitter is banana xylophone, spelled like the two dictionary words, as Jeff reminded me last week. Um, you can also uh, be my friend on Snapchat, uh, banana boat v3. Uh, and yeah, those are the only two places. Thanks. Why all the banana stuff? Are you a minion? You have to tell me. Oh, if you're a minion. <laughs> uh, oh my god, no! That, that being a minion is the worst thing I can imagine. Uh, also, do minions <laughs> like bananas? Yeah, that's their whole thing. Is they see a banana and they yell banana and then they chase after it. Oh my I god! Because it's also yellow. Is that like a sex pervert thing? Uh, I think that they are primarily sexually attracted to yellow fire hydrants. <laughs> but I ha- I haven't seen any of these movies. Oh so. boy, that's way worse. Uh, no, it's because uh, my name is Hannah Hannah Banana. That's something. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah banana, banana, Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> You know that song really well. <laughs> yep, I got, <laughs> I got all the lyrics exactly right. <laughs> I have a friend whose name is uh, Tucker, and for obvious reasons, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, he does not uh, participate in that song. So, yeah. <sighs> okay, well, you can follow me on Instagram, JeffJK, um, patreon.com slash JeffJK. I'll probably record a reading of this story because it's short. Um, <laughs> oh no, but it's so bad, Jeff. Uh, no, it's fine. I've recorded bad ones before. I could do a good job. Um, actually, I le- I prefer to record stories that are in the first person. Yeah, you should uh, <sighs> you should record that other story I wanted to do this week, Mister Banana, which is the worst creepypasta. I probably won't, because we haven't covered it on the show. Maybe, maybe you'll, you can bring it back to me at some point in the future when you inexplicably have an extended vacation from college. <laughs> uh, it's not college, it's a real human school. One, one more than college. Uh, it's all college to me. Anything that you go to after high school is just, that's college. Yeah, it's college for ten years, so oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's all the the things. I guess if you want to go to my Etsy store, etsy.com slash shop slash funtimesonline, um, I'll take custom orders. It's not just what's listed up there, but I make Perler Beats sprites. That's a fun activity to do while listening to podcasts. Um, oh, if you want to buy me things off of my Amazon wish list, which some people have done, uh, bit.ly slash wishlistjeff. Um, and you can do that if you want to. No pressure, though. I don't want anyone to give me money or spend money on me if they don't have enough money, because I don't have enough money. Uh, so I would feel bad to put the same pressure I sometimes feel onto other people. You get it. Um, this is the end of the show. Weaponizedlanguage.com is where you can find other episodes of the show. End of seeing Reddit, if you wanted to listen to uh, me and 
past guests Louisa Heron and Chris Luminello review each of the first 151 Pokemon in the now 807 monster large Pokedex. Um, um, and also force, can, force Jeff to continue that podcast because it's the best I'm podcast on the whole internet. Continue it. I'm never going to make more episodes of it because it's too many. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we made 151 and that's so many, that's more episodes than there are of this podcast. But Chris said he um, wanted to talk about how Lucha so bad and that's like seven hundred. Oh my god, that I was that we would have to do it for years. Years. We were doing it three times a week. It still took us like m- way too much time. More than a year to get through what we got through. Uh anyway, that's that's it. That's all the stuff I do. Um that was when we heard it again. Knock knock knock. <laughs> Thank you.